Well, in case you haven't heard over the last seven days or so, Jeff and I were talking about this earlier, the Chiefs, our local Chiefs, are headed to the Super Bowl. Next Sunday, about a week and, oh, six hours or so from now, they'll take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by Tom Brady. Between you and me, for whatever it's worth, I think they have a real good chance of winning the whole thing. And in case the trials and tribulations associated from about March of 2020 to this point today have led you to forget the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl last year too. It's amazing to think that this team won the whole thing last year and won all but two games this year. And last year, to celebrate the first Super Bowl win in 50 years, they had this huge parade. Here's a couple pictures of the team and Mahomes there on the right. And the, 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 the crowd gathered in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. And attendees of the parade were promised the opportunity to do just what those folks were doing. And that is to watch the team proceed down the parade route along with the trophy that they just won in Miami last year. The news and social media were plastered with information about the best place to try to park yourself. To get as close as possible to be part of this historic moment. And it was a cold and gloomy February day in 2020. In fact, I think it'll be a year one day this week. I think it might be third, uh, maybe Friday will mark a year since this event, this parade happened. It was so exciting to be part of the celebration. The dedicated and lucky folk who had the prime spots were at some points within reach of some of the Chiefs' players and coaches and front office. And it was a great day for our city. And then everyone went home and, what, a month later, we all stayed home <laughs> because of the pandemic. At our house last year, we watched all of the playoff games and the Super Bowl right in our living room. We've watched all the playoff games this year. We've planned to watch the Super Bowl next week. We've jumped around, we've high-fived, we've celebrated, and, and one of us even let out an ill-timed whoop when Henny completed that pass to Hill for the Chiefs to beat the Browns. The identity of that one will remain anonymous for their own sake, right? <laughs> oh yeah, they're here. they're here. When the game on Sunday, though, is over, just like we've done with the game against the Browns and the Bills, when the game against the Bucks is over, we are hope we are hopeful that we'll have something to, to whoop and celebrate about again. But regardless, we'll Turn it off and go to bed. <laughs> Get up the next day and Dana and I will work and our kids will go to school. 
move on to the other tasks associated with the day. You know, I was thinking about the Chiefs and their playoff success for our city the last two years. It has brought a lot of joy. But it's relatively temporary. Even, even as Mahomes stood on that stage and talked last year, just days after winning the Super Bowl, the first one when they beat uh, the 49ers, they were talking about this year. They were talking about, well, maybe, maybe next year, 2021, we'll be back here. We're going to try to win again. We're going to try to run it back. Now, we all realize the relative insignificance of the outcome of a football game, even, even a Super Bowl. And there is something that will last beyond a football season. There is something that will last beyond a championship parade. There is something that will last beyond even what looks like a, a, the dynasty that they're creating over that arrowhead. And as much as I would like to just talk about the Chiefs for the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to talk about that lasting thing. In fact, the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the young pastor Timothy, writes a little bit about that which is lasting. Rather train yourself, he wrote, for godliness. Another translation says, discipline yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive because we have our hope set on back-to-back -back Super Bowl. Oh, wait, no, that's not, that's not it. We have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Today, we embark on what I am planning, at least, uh, for over the next Seven weeks will include a review or a reflection or maybe an introduction even of seven specific spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices. As we begin this, and my intent is it will take us, believe it or not, all the way to Palm Sunday. As we begin this, though, there is something that I want us to be sure and hold in mind. The goal is not the spiritual practice. I want us to become good studiers of Scripture. I want us to become good prayers. But that's not the goal. The goal is not simply to become more knowledgeable of what the Bible contains or, or maybe various practices of, of prayer or maybe even a word that we don't use too much, but meditation as we reflect on what God may be saying to us. And there are other specific practices that we'll bring to mind. But they in themselves are not 
the goal. There's a risk, there's a risk that if the practice, if the discipline, if the, if the, if the verb, the thing that we are doing becomes the goal, that we become something akin to the Pharisees in Jesus' day. The ones who laid out all the rules. And if you didn't check all the boxes, well, you clearly could not be part of the club. Additionally, instead of kind of an outward judgmental attitude, there's a risk that we are too hard on ourselves as we begin to think about what these practices may look like in our own lives. If there is something that maybe in the past we've thought, I ought to try that. I've had, shoot, i got a bookcase loaded with books downstairs that I've thought, I ought to read that. <laughs> maybe, maybe your spiritual practices are kind of that way. I've heard about it before and thought, I, I really ought to give that a try. I, I really ought to try to incorporate that into my own life. And, and we, can, we can become discouraged when it doesn't go exactly the way that we want it to, or it, it doesn't offer the results that we want it to as quickly as we would like, and we kind of push it to the side. And here your pastor may be bringing it back up. And you say, Pastor, I've, I already feel guilty that I don't pray as much as I should or I, I don't read my Bible like I should. I don't want to think about that right now. Hey, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make sure that, I think Paul says in Ephesians, let your, let your words be seasoned with grace. Something like that. We're going to season this review of the spiritual practices with grace. We have an opportunity and we'll have an opportunity over the next several weeks to give it another try. Remembering that the goal is not the spiritual practice. The goal is not the discipline. In fact, in his letter to Timothy, Paul makes clear what the goal is. We just read it a moment ago. The goal is godliness. Being like Jesus is the goal. But some of the most visible mile markers along the path to Christ-likeness and to transformation of our, of our hearts and our lives are the practices that we're going to delve into. We have to be careful to be aware of our own limitations. The enemy of the spirit, the enemy of the spiritual practices, the enemy of our transformation into people who more fully and completely reflect the Lord Jesus, Paul writes in Romans, is our flesh. It's our sinful nature. And if we step back and think about it, we realize how hopeless it is. But how often when we are struggling with something, be it something we are doing or something we're not doing, is our fallback, I just need to try harder. I just need to do better. I just have to do X, Y, or Z, and I can, I can beat it. Huh? So we rely on our own willpower, our own self-determination to gain victory. Think about, think about how counterintuitive that is at its root. That it is our flesh 
It is our flesh that wars against the spirit. And our, our solution too often for winning that war is to prioritize the flesh. That doesn't work. That equation doesn't work for, for victory. One author wrote, The moment we feel we can succeed and attain victory over sin by the strength of our will alone is the moment we are worshiping our will. The needed change that God wants to do within us, that the Lord, that good work that the Lord started in you and will complete, is God's work. It's not ours. What a freeing, life-giving thought that is. That we are simply called to put ourselves in the right position, the right spot, if I can overuse my already overused analogy, get ourselves at the right spot on the prayed route to be part of what is happening. The spiritual disciplines and practices that we'll consider over the next several weeks allow us to do just that. I don't know how many folk they figured were down in Kansas City, Missouri. I think for the Royals, they thought about 800,000. I think they thought the Chiefs could have a million. The Royals prayed in, in 15 after they won the World Series, and Chiefs prayed last year. I, I think there were those who were uh, dissuaded by the... I think the forecast that day was snow, and it didn't really, didn't really happen, but it was plenty cold. Think, though, of all those fans who gathered on the parade route last year. You know who didn't see the team up close? You know who didn't get a glimpse of the Lombardi trophy? I didn't. I didn't. Except from my couch. <laughs> when I had turned my TV on, I didn't place myself on the appropriate path to encounter it. The same is sometimes true for our quest for godliness. We get frustrated and discouraged and we wonder why we're not being transformed. The answer may be because we haven't walked the path of the practices that give God opportunity to transform us. A man who spent a good amount of time and effort on <clears throat> this idea, Richard J. Foster, wrote that book, Celebration of Disciplines. Included is that quote, the spiritual disciplines or practices simply allow us intentional opportunity to place ourselves before God so that we can be transformed. Over these next seven days, nearly every waking moment, Chiefs, players, and coaches will be consumed by one thought. How can we win the game on Sunday? They'll allow that overriding thought to throw them into tireless preparation and work. The defense, the defense will work on tackling. 
for the sake of becoming world-renowned tacklers in practice? No, that's not the goal. The goal is to win the game on Sunday, and they know that to do that, they're going to have to tackle the Buccaneers who have the ball. The special teams will work on kicking, and Elijah and Jonah and I are convinced that McCole Hardman will work on catching punts, right? He had a hard time with that in the Buffalo game. Will their desire to be the most, will their desire be to be the most impressive special team in the history of some random Tuesday afternoon on a practice field in February? No, it will not. Their goal will be to win the game on Sunday. The offense will work on the footwork of the quarterback, make sure as he's dropping back to throw, that he's keeping his feet in the right position. The routes of the receivers. Mahomes will even work on throwing the ball. <laughs> For what reason? Will it be to see if they can complete 100 passes in a row next Friday? No. Their eye will be toward winning the game on Sunday. And yet, and yet even if they do that, you know what they'll talk about right after the game? Let's say they win. You know what they'll say? You think we can get three in a row? <laughs> they'll immediately move on. So as we get ready to cheer them on next Sunday, as we get ready to embark on a more deep dive into the spiritual disciplines or practices that God may be inviting us to consider, we remember the words of the Apostle Paul. While bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way. So as we embark, as we embark, let's pray together that God keeps us focused on the goal as he leads us on the path to victory. Amen.